What do you know? We are still here after all the shit that's gone down. We're still here. I'm so proud of us. I mean, it has been a minute since we've gotten authentic AF together about anything. I mean, to be fair, it's because so much shit has gone down. And I'm not just talking about shit related to the current apocalypse. I am more talking about shit that, you know, you're personally or typically commonly like, yeah, that's not going to happen to me. Well, surprise, alongside the world's current coronavirus pandemic, a really shitty and scary thing that I thought would never personally happen to me happened to me. While I freaked out and I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do or which way was up when this crisis of mine initially hit, as many of us don't when life totally turns upside down, I did logically know one thing, and I'm still reminding myself of this thing every day. I would be okay. I will be okay. We will be okay. I'd learn. We will learn how to navigate the situation with more ease and insight in time and ultimately level up from whatever situation we're in, whether it's individual or, again, this pandemic. I mean, when we can slow down and respond versus react during crises or disarray, things are going to go a lot smoother for us than if we do the opposite and freak out. I mean, we know navigating trauma or chaos in any aspect of life is not fun or easy, and it's actually pretty fucking messy and scary. I mean, the thing, though, is we can totally do it, So whether we're navigating chaos in the aisles at Whole Foods trying to get some damn toilet paper or we're navigating our own personal hells, like we need to find beauty in whatever mess we're in. I know it sounds cheesy, but when we can learn to laugh and learn from our mistakes that we're inevitably going to make in uncharted territory, accept the love and support that we know is out there for us if we accept it and allow it in, And just accept the fact that we're human beings who are going to mess up sometimes and still deserve some ice cream and cuddles at the end of the day, then we're on a whole new level. We don't have to worry about the world ending, literally or metaphorically. We're going to take it over. I mean, come on. So anyway, like I said before, I went through uh, some shit and I guess I'll start by saying that I had to... uh, had to have some surgery that I never thought I'd had to have. And one of these days, I'd like to share specifically what surgery I went through. But for now, that's not the point of uh, this episode or this message, this PSA. Uh, but the importance of me sharing I had a surgery is to highlight how physically fucked up I was pre and post surgery. I'm not a doctor, but I do know that being physically incapacitated or handicapped for whatever reason can be extremely emotionally upsetting and overwhelming. So again, whether you're personally affected by the coronavirus or, you know, you're going through your own fears and anxieties or traumas or what have you, you have to take care of yourself as best you can. And that includes physical, mental, interpersonal aspects of your life. I mean, I hate to get therapisty on you, but my personal trauma was very, very helpful in my practicing what I preach and learning to approach things, especially this current crisis with more of a, fuck yeah, I've got this kind of outlook. And hopefully help whoever's tuning in do the same. So, like I said before, I was pretty fucked up physically for a while. 
And that made things pretty difficult for me, logistically, emotionally, professionally, all the things. So even though I was throwing up and cramping, taking more Imatrex for my debilitating migraines than any one person really should, sleeping more than the average koala bear, the list goes on, I still had to take care of myself physically or I would make literally everything worse. And I know how easy it is when shit hits the fan to want to just shut down entirely, especially when the world seemingly shuts down entirely and everyone is telling you that you're going to die so you can't really do anything anyway. Uh, You know, it's hard. Uh, But just because it's easy to shut down and distract or sleep or avoid the pain or anxiety or depression or what have you doesn't mean that it's right or best. I'm not saying to not do any of it or, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm totally down for wearing sweats and leggings most of the time, using as much dry shampoo as possible until I absolutely have to wash my hair. And, you know, I love my lengthy Netflix binges with my dog Marvel. Sometimes it's true that that's all we can muster to do in a day and that's okay. But the key word there in that sentence is sometimes... If the main things that we're doing or trying to pass through or avoid or shut down or distract from the pain, physical or emotional, we will inevitably end up focusing on it more, potentially more intensely and for a longer period of time. I mean, you're going to have to eventually get that fine ass of yours in the shower, brush those pearly whites, put on some damn mascara and look alive. So why not just do it for yourself? Why not do these things when your physical and mental wellness require it most, even if you're not, you know, doing your typical routine or attending your typical Monday meeting at the office with Karen? I mean, it was interesting, actually. I thought it was funny very recently when I was, oh man, I was going through it bad. I was very, very sick. It was actually uh, a couple days before my, my surgery oh man, I felt like shit. And I was talking to my mom and she says, you know, you should straighten your hair. You'll feel better. And I go, you're kidding. I literally rolled my eyes and I laughed. And sometimes I still laugh when I think that that's the response that my mom gave me after I shared with her how much pain I was in. Like, oh, just straighten your hair. And Guys, I'm not I'm I'm not even just saying this to blow smoke. She was right. A few days later, I mean obviously I didn't do it right then and there because it's me and I'm not going to listen to my mom right then and there. <laughs> Who does that? I mean, a few days later, post op when I was still not feeling so hot, I took a shower, I straightened my fucking hair, I put on some foundation, I put on pants. Yeah, real pants. And Honestly, I started taking selfies and feeling myself and it was awesome. I mean, I'm not saying that I was, you know, like Beyonce status or anything, but I did feel more like myself and I'm not saying that, you know, doing any of these things like putting on some mascara or changing your clothes will all of a sudden make you forget about how much pain you're in again, physically or emotionally or whatever trauma is going on individually, interpersonally or worldwide. But I am saying it can shift your focus and your mood even slightly. I mean, look, if if you're already going to be in pain in some way, you might as well be in pain and be clean and look cute, right? I'm right. You know I'm right. And this might be more of like a, a mom and me, even though I know I'm not a mom. Um, let's not forget to eat right and take our meds and vitamins, kids. 
seriously, with all the mental chaos that ensues during times of trauma or disarray, it is so easy to quote unquote forget to eat or just eat all the fun and easy stuff like Easy Mac or pizza or chips or blah, blah, blah. And just totally forget structure. And this is coming from the girl who literally just spent the majority of her earnings last month on Postmates and is currently feeling the physical and financial repercussions of such actions. So remember, balance is key. Eat the fun stuff and keep some damn structure, especially with medications. If you need them, take them. Just take them. So if I'm going to talk about how to be kind to your body during these types of situations, I think it's only fair that the therapist and me keep going and talk about how to be kind to your mind. Look at me. Rhyming, Dr. Seuss would be so proud. Anyway, when we're in uncharted territory like this, like the, you know, this new virus and or my surgery, what what have you, we're, we're trying to find our footing. Again, like we are right now, or we are trying to find doctors that you've never talked to and managing other people's reactions during all of the mess. Then you don't know what's going on yourself. It's easy to feel like a total mess and maybe worse get down on yourself and feel like a piece of shit like oh well why didn't I think of this before or how did I not see this coming or why is this happening to me I must deserve it or why is this happening to the world we brought this on ourselves I mean all of these fear-based and self-deprecating thoughts they can be consuming during times like this and I get it it's at the end of the day, kind of a false sense of control, I hate to say, but we all do it. And if you think about it, you would not have this response. And quite frankly, you wouldn't be as much of a dick to other people or to your your kid or your fur kid or your partner if they were going through the same types of anxieties and posing the same types of questions or thoughts to you during similar types of traumas or chaos or situations. So if you wouldn't say those types of things to other people, maybe you want to refrain from saying them to yourself. Just saying. I mean, I know this is, again, very therapisty of me, but try to remind yourself when you're really going through it that nobody's perfect and you are not the fucking exception. Shit happens and we cannot control it. We don't always know how to handle everything. We do the best that we can. That's why slowing down during these times is so necessary to regain our footing, to reflect, to see what's working, what's not, what needs improvement or redirection. I mean, if we don't allow ourselves the grace to do this and our total asses to ourselves or spend all of our time or energy focusing on what's wrong or what we're scared of, then we're making whatever situation we're experiencing that much worse. So what would be more effective than Ariel? <laughs> well, glad you asked. How about limiting the amount of exposure that you have to things that upset you? Whether those things be news headlines about the rising death rate with the coronavirus, even though there's all sorts of stats about the healing rates and recovery rates as well. Or those things be Instagram pages of people who you can't help but compare your life, your body, your career, your whatever to. How about doing some uh, yoga or crafting or baking instead of sleeping in just because you have the option to? How about I don't know, reconnecting with grandma or having a FaceTime date with an old friend or colleague that you've been missing instead of staying in your shell. Like Marcel the Shell, if you don't know who he is, please do yourself a favor and look him up. 
you have time. But instead of isolating and, you know, avoiding all the love and support that you could be basking in, why not lean into it? (laughs) I say that also partly because I... The other night was having a little pity party for myself. Uh, I had a really intense day and I was kind of like, I just want to do some self-care and why don't I, you know, I'm taking care of everybody else. And uh, even though I had, you know, however many months or not months, that's an, an exaggeration, a couple of weeks off between, you know, my own shit. I was like, I just want, you know, to take care of myself and blah, blah, blah. And I ended up talking to this friend for a little while who I hadn't spoken to in a while. And it was such a fantastic experience, y'all. I can't even tell you. I felt so validated and loved and connected when I just shared a little bit of my experience with her. And then she just started telling me about her life. And we just, next thing I knew, I'm drinking wine and making salmon and salad via FaceTime with her and three other friends and colleagues I haven't spoken to in years, gossiping and catching up and smiling bigger than I had smiled in days. And I was so happy. I mean, I forgot about all my own shit. I forgot about the coronavirus. And I mean, it was just, it was fucking fun. And no, it was not all the wine. I just, it was my friends and getting out of my own head. And I felt really loved and I had a good time. And I think y'all see the point. We have to take care of ourselves emotionally during times of stress and chaos. And that includes letting others take care of us when we need them to. I know how hard that is. And I know that's how, you know, hard to uh, accept and take in, especially for a lot of the perfectionists. Um... But I also know that even it, even though it's hard to accept these these types of, of acts of kindness when they're offered, how gratifying and beneficial it can be. As much as traumatic situations suck balls, they can also help us feel empathy for one another, grow closer to one another, and support one another in ways that really just make things better. I mean, even professionally, when I told my boss what I was going through, she was so supportive. I can't even express how surprised and thankful I was. She was actually relieved that I told her like the details of my experience because I was so MIA and unlike myself that she thought I was potentially uninvested and just ready to leave the group practice. So it was good that I was so open and vulnerable with her. She was even ready to offer up whatever support I needed or whatever she could do to help get me through I mean, all of the the mess. I mean, seriously, so grateful. Even now, with all the layoffs and furloughs and financial setbacks during the pandemic, there's more financial relief in all areas. Rent, loans, payments, you name it. I mean, they're not even ticketing on street sweeping days in Hollywood, my friends. If this does not show that there is empathy in the world and silver linings that exist, then I really don't know what does. Anyway, I know a lot of, uh, again, my perfectionists out there listening and they're looking like, yeah, 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 but uh, I don't know if this applies to me. I don't want to be a burden on anybody. Um, You are not being a burden. I repeat, you are not being a burden. Think of how you feel when someone asks for your help. I mean, you're typically honored or even happy to help. Unless, you know, you're a people pleaser and carry everyone else's needs on your back, in which case you might feel burdened or resentful. And then, you know, that's uh, another conversation for another time. I've got some books for you. But for a lot of us, we want to be wanted. We want to help. And we deserve the same type of love and support that we are so quick 
to give other people. So let's accept the love and support that people are ready to give us, especially during times like this. Even if it comes in the form of, you know, anxious friends or family members trying to text you every hour on the hour, making sure that everything's quote unquote okay with you, honey. And hey, even then, remember, you can put up some boundaries and ask them to kindly text you every other hour just to mix things up and, you know, give some space for balance. Anyway, I recognize that a lot of this might sound like common sense. And I know a lot of this is actually much easier said than done and might go in one ear out the other. I also hope that if there is one thing you can take from my little PSA here is that there really is beauty in whatever mess you're going through, as cheesy as fuck as that sounds. If we allow ourselves to slow down, see it, and accept whatever beauty is being offered up. I mean, the beauty in my situation is that I learned a lot about myself, a lot about people that honestly... I had distanced myself from for what I thought was a good reason. And I had learned throughout this process, while I do still need to distance them in certain ways, they can also provide support when I really need them to. So again, throughout this coronavirus pandemic, we're learning so much to be prepared for if and when something like this happens again. Trauma, anxiety, depression, chaos, world pandemics are not fun. And there can be a lot of lessons learned and silver linings intertwined if we find them versus focusing on all the clouds that are right in front of them. So whatever you're going through, I can promise you that you are not alone, my friends. This too shall pass. Just, I know I'm saying just, nothing is just. It's all easier said than done, but... Stay mentally, physically, and interpersonally as at peace and as healthy as possible. Focus on those silver linings. Listen to some podcasts, some Zach Peter, some Allie Weiss, some Wine and Crime. (laughs) Read some new books. Write in that journal that's been gathering dust. Masturbate a little. You know you want to. Take a bubble bath. You do you, boo. And always... Even in the end of the world, stay authentic AF. If we're going to go out, we might as well go out with uh, being, you know, real as fuck and uh, just embracing it all, right? <laughs>